Welcome back in. It is the Mark and Brian reunion show here on 95.5. Sorry, 95.5 KLOS. Either or. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll take uh, either. Uh, okay, so uh, we've got a couple of phone calls we're going to get to, but not before we tell uh, another story. We'll come back to how we wound up here at 95.5 KLOS. Um, we had the wonderment, uh, the pleasure of so many fantastic guests on the program, and we can get into a conversation about them. But again, because we're honoring 50 years of 95.5 KLOS, we had the honor of having so many wonderful musical artists to come into the program. Um, One of those was Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. They were coming in to promote a show at the Greek Theater of Fleetwood Mac. And we had met uh, Lindsey, on several occasions. He came in for his solo record. Great uh, guy. Fantastic. Awesome dude. Just fantastic. But we had not met Stevie. But it's set up that <clears throat> Stevie and Lindsay are going to come in and they're going to uh, promote the show and they're going to do Landslide live. Now or they, th- a song. They hadn't performed together mm-hmm. in public for a number of years. And there they were in our studio sitting next to each other. So uh, we're there. And Stevie was the first to arrive, and she asked to be taken to the green room, which she was. And within uh, a couple of minutes, she requested that the door that closed the green room had a small slit, a piece of glass. And she asked that it be covered with aluminum foil so that she couldn't see out and nobody could see in. And so we needed to go find aluminum foil. So uh, there was a lasagna in the refrigerator, <laughs> and I grabbed the Thinking aluminum, swiftly. aluminum foil off the lasagna. You know, I don't know where we found it, but we found it. All right, so it, it got done, and, and Lindsay arrives, Lindsay Buckingham. And he and we, as I said, we had had it on the program several times. He comes in. He's got his guitars. He takes them out. He's tuning them up. He's saying, hey, what's going on? So then... Word comes from the green room that there will be no live performance. So Lindsay, having been through this before... This, this came from Stevie. She wasn't in the mood. Right. She just didn't feel like singing the whatever planets weren't aligned or whatever. And, you know, it's Stevie and you love her for who she is. And so, okay. So Lindsay, having been through that, he just quietly starts putting his guitars away. It's just not going to happen. So, so it's now time to be on the air. Lindsay's ready. We need Stevie. Somebody please go get Stevie. So they do. Stevie's being walked down the hallway and is coming into the room. There is not going to be a live performance. She is then ushered close to the control room and standing there is a guy that worked with us. He did the past moments. Tito. Let us... Briefly, yes. <laughs> explain that which was or is yeah. Tito. Tito is the most incredibly huge heart. Uh, he's a, he's a big man. He's a, a hippie. You know, uh, he actually likes fish. Uh, <laughs> uh, the band. The band. The band. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but he he. And he ran our, our our syndication board for 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 a while. Um, He's just a wonderful, wonderful human being. He really is, just a sweetheart. And so as Stevie is being ushered into the room, Tito, the hippie side, is standing right there, not trying to get in her way, but he's just standing there, and he's holding this bag. And 
we didn't know what was in the bag, but it was hippie crap. It was, you know, crystals, herbs, things, yeah. herbs, stuff. I like your herbs. <laughs> who, who, who I, I remember it had crystals in it. Yeah. And so as Stevie walks by him, he, he, and we're only seeing part of it, he offers her this bag. Well, she's moved by this. So Stevie and Tito huddle up. She's now late for the broadcast. We're already on the air, and we're talking with Lindsay. Uh, after they had huddled, she enters the room, and we talked a little bit. And Stevie, after huddling, while holding this bag of magic that Tito had given her, she announces that they will do Landslide Live. Before we go to that, let's go to line eight. And let us talk to the man that is responsible for one of the performances that brought the hair on our arms uh, up. Truly. Let us welcome in Tito. Teets! How you doing? <laughs> Hello, my brother. There he is. Hey, hey. There he is. Right on. Tito. Hey, Tito. What did the, uh, what did the guy say? Uh, what did the fish fan say when he ran out of marijuana? Man, these guys fish suck. <laughs> Tito, listen. We, we, we got to know. So you huddled up with Stevie. You gave her this yeah. bag of stuff. What was in the bag? Okay. Actually, my friend Lana made it for her. She's had, 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 you know, I asked some friends, some hippie friends that made stuff to make a bunch of things just to give it to her. And um, she's the only one that came through. And then um, she, she put crystals. She put a Buckeye nut. Remember that, Brian? Oh, the Buckeye nut. <laughs> the Buckeye nut. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. And um, seashells. And she went on a love ride with her boyfriend. So she collected a bunch of things and she put them in there. And she wrote a note to me. It said, uh, uh, t said everything that was in there. And she said, may it bring Miss Stevie peace, love, and harmony. Love, Lana. And I put the note in there, too. So she actually read the note and she, it just blew her mind. It was it was. Well, you saved the day. Uh, you saved many days, Tito, but you saved the day. Now, Tito, before we go to the performance that you're responsible for, um, are you still <laughs> acting? Because Tito is this most unusual-looking, as Brian mentioned, guy, and he was working like more than any other actor doing background. Are you still doing that, Tito? Yes, sir, I am. I absolutely am. And um, I just got called to see if I'm going to be on something with the – the lady that produces Rick and Morty, so I'm waiting on that right now. So, we'll, Tito, we'll see what happens. Uh, honestly, <laughs> we have had so many wonderful people that worked with us, and we got a chance to work with. None were more original than mm -hmm. you. Oh, my God. I dream about you guys a lot, and I can't believe I'm talking to you guys. I mean, I, I, I love you to no end with all four chambers of my heart, man, and that's forever, you guys. What you're hearing there, that yeah. is Tito. That's the guy he is. And, 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 you know, we get to – it's so nice when you're, you're doing a show and you have people that are, 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 are so tender and so supportive and, and, and helpful. And they, you're in a bad mood, they'll put you in a good one. And, and, and Tito's <laughs> one of those guys. So thanks, uh, man. And, Tito, as we say bye, I just wanted to remind you, I once parked my car next to yours in the parking lot, and I got out. <laughs> I've never seen a filthier car in my life of any human that has walked oh, the earth man. ever. <laughs> it was my car, car collage of brilliance, man. <laughs> Do you know, I don't know if you knew this. You probably did, but uh, after every show. Uh, we would we would go back in the Tito's uh, uh, studio and we would uh, do promos and commercials and and that sort of thing, and then Tito would disappear for about twenty minutes. Sure, he'd disappear. <laughs> show prep. He show prep. He'd get into his uh, car 
and he'd drive up know. into the mountains, <laughs> and he show prepped, <laughs> and he came back and created. Tito, the very best to you, my friend. Thank you for the many years, and thank you for calling. God bless you guys, and I love you guys, and, you know, rock, rock on KLOS and rock on Mark and Brian forever, man. Thank oh, you, thanks, Tito. Tito. Now, uh, the, uh, thank you very much for calling, man. And, and uh, l- l- let me just say this about what you're about to hear. Very rarely uh, would, would we promote something and say what I'm about to say before you've heard it, but there's just no way that I can uh, overstate what, what this is. Um, uh, Lindsay, as I said, Lindsay and Stevie hadn't performed together in a number of years. It was their first kind of live performance together. Um, uh, Lindsay had his guitar, who he's brilliant, and Stevie, as Mark said, said, I think we should do Landslide. This is unplugged. This is in the studio. This isn't like recording major record company recording mics. They're studio mics, uh, radio mics, which are nice. But, you know, th- this thing is so unproduced and so raw and so perfect that I remember halfway through, I looked over to Rita, and we both had tears in our eyes. And as Mark said, goosebumps. Because at one point, about halfway through the song, Stevie turns and looks at Lindsay and their eyes just met, and there was this moment um, that everyone in the room saw or felt, or, or maybe it was the uh, the Buckeye nut. I don't know, but it was. <laughs> it, but that that moment was was so incredibly special for them, and you just knew it. <laughs> my love and I took it down Climbed a mountain and I turned around And I saw my reflection in the snow-covered hills Till the landslide brought me down Oh, mirror in the sky, what is love? Can the child within my heart rise above? Can I sail through the changing ocean tides? Can I handle the seasons of my life? I don't know.
Thank you, Tito. <laughs> if that was the first time you've heard that, congratulations. That yeah. that was a that was, that was a gift we got that morning. And Tito was uh, was very much responsible for that for his bag of uh, Buckeye nuts. Now um, we thanks to Laura Stringer. And, and again, I want to mention this uh, just a second, Gary, and then we'll do sure. this. Um, so Laura Stringer is the one who's championed this entire drive to get Mark and Brian into the Radio Hall of Fame. And we'll get into some details about that uh, momentarily uh, with Laura, because there's a lot of stuff involved in that. Uh, But uh, Laura, who bit off more than she could chew, (laughs) uh, Brian challenged her, because we (laughs) had our brass. Uh, Mark and Brian, uh, I played the trombone badly. Brian played the trumpet better than me. But we Mm, had our brass. And the brass... Uh, you know, we had our fun, old lady farting in the fog. We just kind of whatever. We we always had it as a toy, as a gift on Christmas. Santa came. Let's play the brass. Well, the brass wound up really coming, in my mind, to complete fruition when the great Tom Jones visited the Mark and Brian program. Tom had been on the program a time or two before. He is the most amazing guest. He knows he's Tom Jones, and he absolutely has fun with it. He does. And we had some fun with him, and we're going to remember that. Now, we're already, Brian, we're already at 20 minutes after 4, and we have so much stuff to get done. I know. Done. I know. We, we, we knew. <laughs> Honestly, folks, we knew this would happen. We said, because at first when they said we're going to have 66-minute breaks or 25-minute breaks, when we're used to that 11-minute break in a commercial, we it kind of worried us. And then now we're like, okay, that's not enough time. We <laughs> might have to go to our midnight tonight. So yeah. we're, we're going to, now, Laura, you're standing by the mic as though you have something to say. Okay, just in case. Okay. You don't yes, have anything yes. to say yet. Your moment is coming. Trust us. Uh, but when we come back, we got some business to slice. When we come back, right now we're doing business. Yeah. Okay. Can we really quick? Because he's got to go. Just say, oh, uh, Fraser is Fraser out there? The Fraser Lee. Oh well, there's Linda. That's not Fraser. <laughs> come on in, Linda. She can be Fraser. Oh, I'm sure she could. Come here, sweetie. There, oh, the, uh, well, the, you just walked in front of Linda. But Wait, no, I just, it sounded like I said, come here, sweetie, and then the Fraser walked, walked in. I, listen, I, I don't want to go to HR already. I just got in here. Listen, this is a perfect day for 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 us. A, a perfect day to talk to you because of uh, Kayla West's 50th anniversary. You legend, 
icon uh, in in in, in uh, Los Angeles, uh, and and uh, then you left the station. Rita was uh, doing the morning show, and then we replaced Rita. And as she puts it, thank God because she hated getting up in the morning. But you, man, you were like the big thing. I'm still trying to sleep it off the yeah. five years that I did. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how five you guys years, did, only five. Yeah, wow. I don't know how you guys did twenty five. Well, it made it easier for us because, as Brian was saying, you were iconic. You left. Uh, Rita filled in, made it easier for us to slide in there because even after that, your reputation was still around, and you left to do the business. You're still doing stand up. How's that going? It's going well. I'm with Tim Allen tonight at uh, Laugh Factory. Okay, so I'm still doing that. That's great. That's going same jokes. Oh, good. <laughs> Thirty years ago, if it ain't broke, uh, don't fix it. Exactly. And uh, you know, I'm still having a lot of fun with that. Although I am driving Uber, I had to drive Moshans to the airport. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he tip? You know, no, of course not. No. It's Moshans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got a few a little therapy session though on the way out. There. Right. Well, I mean, you would know Chuck as well as uh, he as, worked as with me do. too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just yeah. the, wow. the absolute great, and, and so great to see him and to hear his voice. One he's of the great. Greats. He's great, and so well, great to see you, man. So I where am, where can they come see you tonight? It's sold out already. Uh, it may be because it's Tim Allen. Certainly yeah. not because of me, but I'll be there tonight with him. Uh, Where's that? Eight o'clock at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Frazier, awesome. look, as always, great to see you. You were always kind and supportive to us. As we I am were a trying. fan. I am a, a fan of you guys. You did an unbelievable job. Well, thank yeah. you. Thanks, man. Just tremendous. And, and KLOS, you just really helped put him on the map. Well, see, and thank you for stopping in for this, this short time, I know. But uh, thank you very, 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 very much. Good to okay. see you, Frazier. Take thank care, you. Guys. Uh, so yeah, when, sorry, Gary, we had to say hi sorry. to him. Sorry. No, uh, yes. so, love him. He's an icon. We'll uh, we'll do some business and and we'll share with you one of the the, the moments where the brass really seemed to make perfect sense. <sighs> mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. We'll get into the mm-hmm. moment so with good. Tom Jones right after this. It's Mark and Brian on ninety five five KLOS. We hope you're happier than a pig, and you know what? Enjoying the special KLOS fiftieth anniversary reunion show with Mark and Brian. It's all thanks to your Southern California Toyota dealers. We make it easy, and Bristol Farms best tasting freshest food. The KLOS 50th Anniversary Mark and Brian Reunion Special. It's back now here on 95.5 KLOS. Hi, guys. We're back. Are we on the air right now? We're on the air right now. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome. Uh, This is the uh, Mark and Brian Reunion Show. Uh, they were kind enough to ask us back because KLOS is celebrating 50 years, their 50th anniversary. And we were half of it. So they said, hey, boys, come back, play. And we do want to thank uh, Keith. Uh, but KLOS, <laughs> 95.5 KLOS for uh, allowing us to come back and play. Uh, so we mentioned the brass, and we're already getting calls from people who want old lady farting in the fog. We're going to get around to that. Make sure we do. Uh, but the brass played a wonderful role. We had already, during the program, established it. And Tom Jones, Tom Jones, the great, you know, as, as singers go, you know, most of them will, in the later years, start to lose the voice a little. In my opinion, Tom Jones was a miracle. His got stronger as he went, and he had been with us on many occasions. He enjoyed us more than... He did. 
He should have. He did. Uh, he he just enjoyed the silliness and the stupid. This is Tom frickin' Jones. First time he's on the uh, on the show, I was nervous that morning because is he going to be like a, a stodgy Welsh guy? He's like, you know, I'm, I've got more money than all both of you. <laughs> he's the most down-to-earth, sweetest man. Uh, before we get to it, Tom Jones' story, we always did a thing, not always, but a lot of times, we'd have a guest come in, we'd play a game. How much you got? How much you hold it? And... Most guests, celebrities would have 200, 300 cash. We're talking. We'd each take a guess as to how much they were holding. Tom Jones, by the way, we read as he was driving over that he is worth, and this was at that time, $500 million. Okay. So he comes in. We each make our guess. He goes into his pockets. Tom Jones was carrying nothing. No cash. He was so rich, he didn't need to carry, not a wallet, not a credit card. <laughs> Nothing. Not a Vons card. Nothing. <laughs> no. All right. So Tom comes in, and in the control room where he sat in front of him, we had laid Tom Jones karaoke. Now, and the idea was, we're not going to really bring it up, but let him see it. And if he wants to play with it, then fine. So he and it didn't take him long. There he is, and he starts looking. He goes, "What are these?" And Brian said, "Well, that's 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 karaoke of your music." And he goes, "Wait, these are my songs?" And we said, "Yeah." And one of us at that point said, "If you feel like, by the way, it's seven o'clock in the morning. It's key here, seven a.m. And we, if you feel like it, we could put one in. You could sing with it." And he goes, "Well, sure." Uh, and he picks them up and he starts looking. He goes. Why don't we just do help yourself? Now he didn't know, by the way. He at this point we he, we'd never done the brass for him. No clue. He's, he's uh, he, he didn't even see the brass sitting there. No clue. And you'll hear one of us when he goes in to help yourself. You hear one of us uh, need the brass, uh, and then enjoy the reaction that Tom Jones has when we start playing brass with him. And, at 7 a.m. And it goes right back to how down-to-earth and playful and childlike this guy could be. He just didn't take anything serious. He's wonderful. This is Tom Jones with, of course, Mark and Brian on the brass. He's <laughs> some horns. Uh-oh. <laughs> Love is like candy on a shelf. You want to taste and help yourself The sweetest things are there for you Help yourself, take a few That's what I want you to do <laughs> We're always told repeatedly <laughs> The very best in life is free So if you want to prove it's true Baby, I'm telling you, this is what you should do. Just help yourself to my lips, to my arms. Just say the word and they are yours. Just help yourself to the love in my heart. Your smile has opened up the door. The greatest world that exists in the world. You never buy what I can give. So help yourself to my lips, to my arms, and then let me really start to live. Oh, 
God had love enough for two. <laughs> More than enough for me and you. I'm rich with love, a millionaire. I've so much, it's unfair. Why don't you take a share? Just help yourself to my lips, to my arms. Just say the word and they are yours. Well, let, let me just say it in case you're wondering. Not one lesson. <laughs> no, we we never never took a lesson. Not one. That may be my favorite bit. Of- uh, um, so uh, there, as I said, there is much to be done. We've got a phone call coming up momentarily. Wanted to finish uh, the story we talked about uh, when we first got together at I ninety five in Birmingham, uh, and things went well very very quickly. Um, we we knew that the offers were going to start coming, and normally from a town like Birmingham, which is media market large, is next. Two called Atlanta and St. Louis, and both were very very serious about having Mark and Brian come and be a part. Which is the really kind of the the, the greatest and most logical move from a, a media market, which is Birmingham, right. to a large market, right? Uh, which was the St. Louis or uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. So we, <clears throat> uh, hosting both, we were in Atlanta. It was Quixi, WQXI. And we were in the general manager's office, and we're talking with him, and he's being so friendly and so nice because Atlanta and St. Louis were battling it out, and we were happy with both. So we're in the middle of talking to him, and his secretary steps in, and he goes, This is so not the way I tell it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I... Enlarge the story because how I tell it is we had decided on Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. We decided and we we're going to go there. And so that day was the day we're going to go in. We go into the general manager's office. And if I'm making this up, tell me. No, go I ahead. Thought, I thought this was real. Dude, 63. Oh, okay. Say, so, uh, I ain't far behind. <laughs> but so we decided on Atlanta. We fly to Atlanta. We're going to sign the contracts to be their new morning show. And we're proud, we're excited, oh my God, large market. We go into the general manager's office, we sit down, and literally the contracts, there's one in front of me, there's one in front of Mark, the pens are laying uh, um, uh, catty corner to cross right on top, ready for us to reach and and sign our names. And we kind of looked at each other and smiled, and we reached for the pen, I picked it up, then his secretary steps into the room. Uh, You guys have a phone call. We step out, put the pen down, get up, walk out of the office. Uh, we take it, and it's our attorney in Chicago. Don Ephraim was his name, is. And he goes, what's going on? And we told him. We're about to sign a contract. Woo, good job, Don. Way to go. And he goes, okay, do me a favor. Uh, go back into the room. Thank him. Tell him that we will be in contact and leave. And we said, why? And he said, because L.A. just called. So, we, so, not a large market, a major market. Los Angeles. I mean, that's the dream. That's that's the thing. So, needless to say, Atlanta uh, went away and St. Louis went away because we moved into negotiations with KLOS. And I've always wondered what happened to that uh, very sweet, very lovely secretary who poked her head in the door and said, hang on, Mark and Brian, you've got a phone call. <laughs> Whatever happened to her. So, uh, to move it along, because we got a phone call coming in, but... Um, we we went into negotiations. Uh, Bill Summers drove or flew into Birmingham to listen to us, and he did, and that went very well. And we then we went to uh, L.A. And what is the place on Sunset with the famous hot dogs? It's a Carney's. Place. Okay, we're at Carney's. We're sitting there, 
classy place, Carney's. That's where they took us. Their, right. their new morning show. I, I love Carney's. So we're 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 standing there with Bill, and we're in the middle of negotiations. And our attorney had always yeah, said, never, never agree to anything. We're standing there, and Bill says to us, "I have never once paid for any jock X amount of dollars, and I never will." He did. <laughs> uh, we signed, and we went, and we can talk about those early, early days. But right now, uh, we have a phone call. Uh, and this young lady has become the voice of the sideline on the NFL. And when this was set up, this, this phone call on the, on the show, um, uh, and, and Laura called and said, oh, by the way, this person is going to be on. And I said, you know, we were... We were very close friends, mm. uh, a lot, and she didn't know that. Mm. But Michelle and I have known each other for years. I live in Redondo. She lived in Redondo. And um, she, I have just been so proud of this, to, to, to see how big she's gotten. She's part of the biggest night of football every week. Um, it's our friend, uh, and we're proud to have her on, Michelle Tafoya. Michelle, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Except I was in Manhattan Beach. I just want to make that right next door. If my family's listening, they'll they'll you know they'll want me to correct. She that. she corrected me because Manhattan's where, where the snot holes live. Oh, I see. Yeah, oh. I was I was redondo. <laughs> <laughs> the snotty people. Manhattan Beach. <laughs> All right. My sister and her family live there. They're not snot holes. So <laughs> Michelle, you know, you'll see her uh, on the sideline during the game talking about reports on injury and whatever, and then. And, Michelle, I specifically bring this up because I want to know, at the end of the game, it is Michelle's job to get over to the MVP of the game and get the interview. Uh, and, and it's an impossible job because, yeah. in many cases, the MVP is not listening. They're standing there. They're doing it because they have to. Uh, Michelle, what is – I guess that's an unfair question to ask you the worst, but how hard is it? to secure that MVP for that interview because you've got to hit the clock. Yeah, well, you know what? It's Honestly, it's not that tough. And there are some tricks to the trade involved, but um, it, most of them want to do it. It's, it's amazing. As you said, it's the biggest night in, in football, Sunday mm-hmm. night football. And they like being that guy that gets pulled over and singled out. We give them a game ball, you know, usually it's one or two, maybe three guys. Oh, that's cool. And Sometimes it's one. We give them a game ball. You know, we we make a big to do out of it. So I think they I think they enjoy it. And I, I, and another thing that I always felt like, ah, she's so good at this. How do you get this done? Is sometimes you'll go. Uh, the second half has started, and you'll go. Well, I just spoke with uh, Coach Belichick, and he told me this. How do you get to talk to a coach who's in the middle of a football game? This is his life. Every second of this is important to him. Um, do they? Do they kind of have to do that by contract, or is it agreed upon ahead of time? How does that work? No, we, you know, first of all, I've been doing this for a long time, and I've developed relationships with a lot of these guys, and they sure. know me, and I think that they trust me. And But secondly, yeah, when we go into, let's say we go into <clears throat> Green Bay, okay, or, or Los Angeles, mm-hmm. we, may, we have meetings, what we call production meetings, with the teams. And so we sit and we talk with the coaches at length, just Chris, Al, myself, our producer, director, and we just have these very small, 
private meetings. And at the end of them, we always ask the head coach, hey, you mind talking to me off camera as you come out of the locker room or as you go into the locker room, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's pretty much 100% say yes. Wow. Um, because they do trust you. That's why. I mean, you're not going to take cheap shots. You you are smart. You're prepared. And, and it, it's, it's a joy watching you every week. Um, oh, that's nice. Uh, Michelle, I, I, I want to uh, share this. There's a reason that we're talking with Michelle, and I, for one, I, I'll just be honest about the thing. When uh, there, Michelle, you may not know, but there is a, uh, a push to get Mark and Brian in the Radio Hall of Fame. And Laura, who worked with us many, many years, uh, oh, has, yeah. been, has been the one to quarterback that push. And she had contacted both Brian and I about various people that had worked with us on the Mark and Brian program, and she was going through some of the names. And Laura said, um, of course, Michelle Tafoya worked with you guys. And I said, wait, what? Are you, are you, are you, are you Seriously, are you kidding? And she said, no. And this is why we're talking to her. Michelle worked with us on Mark and Brian. And I'm, I'm so sorry, Michelle, but I didn't remember it. <laughs> Uh, so clearly, I made a really strong impression. Listen, listen. It it could have been the '90s, and that was crazy for everybody. And the great thing yeah. though is it worked out so well because we are responsible for your success. <laughs> oh, you are. You launched my career. There's no question about that. You know what? You guys were so gigantic in that. That you know those years on KLOS, and I was there, kind of in the early part of your existence there. And just interning, answering phones, doing dumb stuff, and it was so much fun. And um, it was crazy. I mean, it was insane. The phones were lit up around the clock or the, throughout the whole show. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then you guys, I remember we. I worked on the first, uh, helped out at the first uh, Mark and Brian parade. Do you remember the parade? Wow, sure. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was, it, you guys were a phenomenon that was Massive. And, you know, I was doing this while I was in grad school. I was going to USC to get my master's in business as a fallback. How much did you pay to get in? Okay, now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fair question. Nice. Um, (laughs) But nothing. Um, I I paid tuition. That was plenty. Um, But anyway, but I would come to school each morning after going to work at the show and I'd get into class and people would be taught, they'd want to talk to me about everything that went on and, you know, Oh, we heard this, we heard that. I mean, it was just such a, it was, it was gigantic. I mean, I mean, I just remember feeling part of something that was really big in Los Angeles and it was, it was cool. Well, Michelle, um, uh, we know that you're busy and we have to take a commercial break, but we're on the eve of the NFL draft, and I don't know how closely you follow it, but let's just go. Like, we'll get your opinion on the first pick. Uh, Kyler Murray, the Oklahoma quarterback, is slated to be the pick with the Arizona Cardinals. Are you concurring with that, or no, you don't like that? That's what you hear. Um, but the Cardinals, you know, have a quarterback, and so it's really, really interesting. So right now, what I imagine going on, because this thing starts fairly soon here, the phones are ringing off the hook of every one of the 32 teams' front offices. And 
People are trying to, you know, make trades. They, they, there's jockeying. It's, it's a crazy process. And no matter who gets taken in the first round, you don't know how they're going to fare until you actually see them. You know, you think you have a sure bet. Well, we've seen a lot of sure bets end up not so sure. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's going to be interesting. I'm hearing that that's the direction Arizona is going to go, which would mean that they package a trade for their current quarterback, I believe, and, and, and do something with him, which will change the fortunes of yet another team. So it's a, it's a fascinating process to watch. Michelle, are you still a, um, a 49ers fan? No, it's, you see, you remember that. You remember that. Um, I'm not allowed to be a fan. And That's what I frankly, wondered. It's, it's it's so freeing emotionally because, you know, if you're a fan of a team, you live and die every breath, every game, every play, and it's exhausting. And so it, this has given me permission to not be a fan of everyone. It's actually a requirement. And I've got to tell you, my life has been so much easier. Well, Michelle, um, it's just a pleasure to talk with you again. And one of us remembers you And uh, when you were here uh, originally. You're welcome. Uh, uh, But thank you for being on the air with us and and making this a a real special uh, moment for us. So thank you and continue uh, doing great things. I'm so proud for you. Thank you, and I hope you guys do get in that Hall of Fame. Uh, thank you. Very kind, Michelle. We'll hope to see you soon. Well, we'll see you on Sunday night, so the very best. Have a great 19 season. All right, we're going to take a little break. Oh, we have. Um, uh, we wanted to learn a little bit more about the uh, Radio Hall of Fame because mm-hmm. we're kind of new to this, and, 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 and uh, so uh, we're going to come back and speak with an expert. Uh, right, absolutely. And so everybody, remain where you are. This is the first time that we, Mark and Brian, have done this since August 17th, 2012, we are helping KLOS celebrate the iconic 95.5 KLOS 50 years of broadcast. We're Mark and Brian. We're back right after this on 95.5 KLOS.